Boys, we've just picked up an extra job. There shall be buns for tea. Where's Martin? He's not in yet. What's the job, Mum? For Air Caledonian, the wee Scottish airline. One of their pilots has gone sick in Newcastle. They want us to fly out the covering crew. I do like flying other pilots. You don't have to hold back with them. Do you do much holding back with the passengers normally? Of course I do. Good Lord. Mum, we've only got two pilots. What would we do if one of them went sick? They wouldn't dare. But what if they did? Then I'm sure we'd think of something. Ah, there you are, Martin. Hello, Carolyn. What have I missed? Hi, Skip. You're looking very well. Oh. Thank you, Arthur. Don't you think, Douglas? Not specially. I think he looks exactly the same as always. Cabin Pressure by John Finnamore, starring Stephanie Cole as Carolyn, Roger Allen as Douglas, Tom Goodman-Hill as Martin, and John Finnamore as Arthur. This week, Newcastle. Hello, Martin. Are the pilots here yet? We're the pilots, Douglas. Yes, but the proper pilots. <laughs> Not yet, no. Ah, is that the flight plan? No, it's mine. Leave it. Oh, Martin. Please don't tell me you've written a slim volume of verse. <laughs> oh, a CV. Um, Goodness, feeling the call of the Highlands, are we? Fancy ourselves in tartan epaulettes and a flying kilt. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with trying to advance one's career. Not at all. So what's the plan? Fly them to Newcastle with such panache and élan that the captain feels compelled to recommend you to their chief McPilot? <laughs> I know it's a long shot, but if the captain and I should happen to hit it off, you never know. You never do. What flight time do you have from Fitton to Newcastle? 25 minutes. Hmm. Let's hope he's the sort who makes friends quickly. <laughs> All right. Look sharp. The pilots are here. We are the pilots. I mean the proper pilots. Could everyone please stop calling them that? Good morning. MJ Anna. Herc! Douglas! Oh, terrific. How the devil are you? Not seen you since, well, 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 for a long time. But haven't you done well for yourself? I see from your uniform you've become a Bolivian tank commander. Yes, it's an exuberant little number, isn't it? And you're a Scotsman now, are you? Ah, you don't have to be Scottish to fly for a Scottish airline, you know. Don't you? That's interesting, isn't it, Martin? <laughs> Martin, this is Captain Herc Shipwright, old friend of mine from Air England. Yes, I thought he might be. Martin, pleasure. Hope this uh, lazy old sod doesn't work you too hard. Not really, no. I'm the captain. Oh, gosh, so you are. Terribly sorry. So, Douglas, does that mean you're... And this is Carolyn. <laughs> Charmed. Herc. Herc? That's it, yes, yes. Short for Hercules. Dad was, um, <laughs> Dad was rather eccentric. After the aircraft, though, rather than the hero, I, I never know if that makes it better or worse. Do you have any brothers? Wellington and Harrier. <laughs> Sister? Sarah, he was eccentric, not mad. <laughs> You're the cabin crew, then, I take it? I am the owner and the CEO. Oh, gosh, are you? Well done. <laughs> what do you mean, well done? I don't know. Nothing, really. 
Well done for running a big, scary company all by yourself, you clever little lady. No, no, absolutely not. No, just a general, you know, good for you. I see. So you'd still have said well done if I'd been an ugly middle-aged man in a suit, would you? The thought is inconceivable. <laughs> so it's you I do the forms and whatnot with, is it? Yes. So please step into my office from where I administrate my airline. Right you are. Ah, here's my first officer. I thought I'd lost you. Chaps, this is Linda Fairbairn. Linda, these are some chaps. Hello. Oh. Back in a tick. Oh. Oh. How lovely to see you. Have we met before? I don't think so, no. People haven't usually met me before. Sorry? I mean, they've, they've normally met Douglas before, if they've met anyone. I, I mean, obviously, the people who've met me before have met me before. But there aren't many of those, because I, I haven't met most people. <laughs> Douglas Richardson, how lovely to meet you. And you? Oh, is that your plane out there? That rather swish Gulfstream, alas, no. You see the forlorn object facing it, and thereby providing it with a rather grim memento mori. <laughs> that's Gertie. Yes, that's what I meant. The Lockheed MacDonald 312. Oh, yes, that's it. Fantastic. I didn't realise there were any of those still flying. Well, there aren't many. And those there are barely do. <laughs> That's very impressive, though. Not many people know what it is. Most people have to stop and think before saying aeroplane. <laughs> well, I, I was a big plane spotter when I was a girl, so... Really? Me too. What, when you were a girl? <laughs> what? No, no. Oh, uh... It's... <laughs> <laughs> Yes, when I was a girl. No, when I was a boy. I, I was never a girl. Yes. Good, to be absolutely clear. OK, chaps, uh, cabin cross-checked, ready for takeoff. Thank you, Arthur. And uh, how's Captain Shipwright looking? Happy, relaxed? Oh, I wouldn't say relaxed. Oh, why not? Well, he's talking to Mum. <laughs> why is she still on board? I can't ask him for a job with her sitting there. Tell her to go off a plane. Tell her to? Yes. Mum? Yes. How hard can it be? It can be impossible. Go! <laughs> You're sure it's Herc you want to speak to? What do you mean? Not First Officer Linda, the plane-spotting pride of Penny Quick? Well, she can't recommend me, can she? She's only my age. She's hardly going to know the chief pilot. She is about your age, yes. And rather nice, I thought. Why, do you think... Do you think she... So by the time we land in Newcastle, you'd ideally like a job recommendation from one of our passengers and a date from the other. That's not really feasible, is it? It's an ambitious programme, certainly. <laughs> All right, I admit it. I said good for you because you're a woman. Ha! Because you're clearly doing a fine job in what is, unfortunately, a male-dominated profession. Well, now you're changing the terms of the argument. Yes, I am. And you're still wrong. Uh, Mum... Uh, Captain says to tell you we're leaving now. Right, thank you. Yes. Anything else? No, well, just, um, if you're going to get off, you should probably get off. I'm not going anywhere. Well, you sort of will, uh, because by not going anywhere, you will go to Newcastle. <laughs> you see what I mean? All right, then I'll go to Newcastle. Yep, fine. Um, only, I think the skipper's done the weight calculations based on five people, and... Arthur... If you are about to suggest my weight is going to make us too heavy to take off, <laughs> very bad things will happen to you. 
Post-takeoff checks complete. Uh, thank you. Which means today that pre-landing checks pretty much about to start. Right. Uh, okay, I think I've decided. I'm going to concentrate on getting Herc alone and giving him my CV. Oh. What, do you think that's the wrong decision? No, I think it's probably the right one. I'm just an old romantic. Come in. Hello, sorry to intrude. It's a conversation back there. I was getting a little heated. Oh, no, you're welcome. It's lovely to see you and very nice to see you. <laughs> Thank you, Martin. So, Linda, you're a pilot? Yes. <laughs> yes, obviously, sorry. That wasn't a question. That, that was just a preliminary statement before the actual question I was going to ask, which is, how long have you been a pilot? Twelve years. Twelve years, right, twelve years. Well, that's not a long time or a short time. <laughs> and do you like it? What? Being a pilot? Yes, I do. Do you? Yes, I do. I like it, like you. I mean, I like it, <laughs> like you do. Not, I like it like I like you. I don't like you. I mean, I, I don't not like you. I just, I don't, I don't like you as, as much as I like being a pilot. Don't you? Well, not yet. I mean, I'm sure if I got to know you, I'd like you more than being, well, probably not more than, because I love being a pilot, and I don't suppose I'd love you, well, I suppose I might. No, I mean, I'm just going to go and have a wander down the cabin now. Is he always like that? No, he's not terribly good at talking to other pilots, I'm afraid. Oh, I thought that was because I was a woman. And he's atrocious at talking to women. <laughs> so I'm afraid you represent something of a perfect storm. Arthur. Oh, hello, Skip. You come to talk to me? No. OK. I've come to talk to Captain Shipwright. Oh, right. Well, he's just uh, through... I, I know where he is, but he's still talking to your mum. I want you to go and get her, bring her back here. How? Just tell her you need to speak to her in the galley. Why? Doesn't matter. Anything. Just make something up, OK? Because the sexism inherent in the whole aviation industry is now so institutionalised we falsely imagine it must be justified. That's why. I know, that's what I was saying, hence, well done. Yes! <laughs> uh, could I have a word? Arthur, I am busy. Yeah, but there's a, there's a problem in the galley. Can you come and have a look? Sort it out for yourself, Arthur. I wasn't even supposed to be on this flight, remember? Yeah, still, since you are here, I think it's something you should take a look at. Well, what is it? hard to describe. Um, come and have a look. look. Just tell me. You can say it in front of her. He's not a real passenger. Right. Well, it's a fire. A fire? <laughs> Only a little fire. Ah, yeah. oh, hello, hello again, Herc. Uh, I don't suppose it's a fire, is it, Arthur? He says it's a fire. No, he doesn't. No, I don't. See? No, not a, not a fire. I didn't mean a fire. Of course he didn't. Well, what did you mean? I just smoke. No. <laughs> Smoke? Where from? I'm not sure. From something you've cooked, probably. Explicable smoke from cooking. Yes, that's right. Yes. You're not cooking anything, Arthur. I'm not cooking anything, Skip. <laughs> right. So, Captain, I imagine you'll be wanting to land immediately. Um... I mean, I'm not wanting to tell you your job, Captain, but obviously this counts as an emergency and you need to land now. Yes, I do. <laughs> right, then. Morning all, welcome to Birmingham. Nice of you to drop in. <laughs> I'm Eddie, Chief Engineer. Now, Captain, I've had a look round. Actually, I'm merely a passenger on this flight. Oh, sorry. 
I've had a look round, Captain. You're no. getting warmer, but no. Bloody hell, someone give me a clue, then. Oh, for goodness sake, it's me. Look at my arm. Look at my hat. <laughs> Very nice. So, Captain, <laughs> I've had, as I may have said, a look round, and there's absolutely nothing wrong at all. Well, I say that. There's about a dozen things wrong. <laughs> but nothing that'd cause smoke in the galley. Just one of life's mysteries, then. The self-igniting and extinguishing galley. <laughs> We'll never know its secrets. All right, can we just get back up in the air, please? Maybe it was the ghost of some of Arthur's cruelly burnt toast. <laughs> yes, if you'd all like to get back on board. No takers for the ghost toast? Shame. Yeah, uh, Linda, this way. Yeah, I just wanted to ask Eddie, though. Sorry, what did you mean? A dozen things wrong? Well, look at it. It's only gaffer tape and hope keeping it together. <laughs> uh, actually, this is a perfectly airworthy craft. There may be a few superficial cosmetic snags, but I conduct a meticulous walk-round before every flight. Oh, yeah? Where's your tail navigation like, then? Or doesn't your meticulous walk-round extend to looking up? It... Oh. Well, I'm sure it was fine when we left. I would have noticed. The bulb must have blown while we were in the air. Probably, yeah. How long was that again? Seven minutes, did you say? <laughs> well, then, you'd better replace it, hadn't you? Hey? You've identified a fault on my aircraft, thank you. Now, naturally, I expect you to make it good. Martin, do you not think we'd be better off getting underway? It's a light, Captain. A little twinkly light. So no one flies into the back of you in the dark. <laughs> I reckon you can risk going without it at midday. We might be delayed. It might get dark. You're flying from Birmingham to Newcastle. Which way round the globe are you planning on going? <laughs> Look, I happen to be the commander of this vessel, and if you want me to sign off your tech log, we will do this, please, by the book. All right, then. Commander, by the book it shall be. Thank you. So the first thing we'll need is a cherry picker. What? What for? To reach the tail light. But it's right here. You can reach it. You only need a stepladder. A stepladder, Commander? Oh, you daredevil. No, no, the book <laughs> specifically forbids the use of the dreaded stepladder, or, as it's better known around here, the widowmaker. <laughs> What we will be requiring is a cherry picker and, of course, a safety harness, hard hat and high-vis vest. See you in an hour or so. Right. Still, I think the principle was, was worth... Ah, <laughs> uh, hello, chaps. Um, just to say, everything's absolutely under control, but the ground engineer and I did, uh, at the last minute, jointly notice a minor performance defect, which he's going to put right now. So, we should be taking off in uh, about an hour. Martin, what have you done now? So, sorry about the delay, which is not, incidentally, because of anything I've done now. I'm sorry about this, Herc. No, not to worry. We've still got two hours in hand. Brilliant. I love takeoff delays. Oh, Arthur, please. Even you cannot love takeoff delays. No, he does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because takeoff's the best bit of the whole flight, isn't it? And normally it's over before you can enjoy it. Whereas this way we get to really build up to it. <laughs> right, I'm going to get some teas and coffees gone. And, uh, Mum? What? If it's going to be an hour, can we open the games cupboard? <laughs> Hello, Linda. I've, uh, I've appraised them of the situation. Is Eddie back yet? No. Oh, right. So, Linda, apart from being a pilot, are you... Anything else? I mean, do you do anything else? Or do you like anything? 
Do I like anything? Uh, well, uh, I'm a rally driver, if that's the sort of thing you mean. Oh, right. Wow. How exciting. Rally driving. That's amazing. Gosh, so many questions. <laughs> um, for instance, do you do it by yourself? Or with your... I, I don't know if you have if you have a... A navigator, yes. Right, yes. And do you drive or does he... Well, um, because I'm the driver and Sam's the navigator, I tend to do the driving. Oh, yes, of course. Silly of me. And Sam, is he your... I mean, is he also... Well, your... for a start, she's a woman. Oh, right. Oh, I see. I'm sorry, of course. What do you mean, of course? I don't mean anything. Are you assuming that because I'm a pilot and a rally driver that I must be a lesbian? No, I'm not assuming that. I hope you're not. You hope I'm not? I, I, I mean, not because it's bad, it's not. Lesbians are great. I just meant, I hope you're not for my sake. No, not my sake. I mean, for all men's sake. No, that's worse. God's sake. Let's just change the subject. Yes. Um, so, how did you come to join Caledonia? Oh, for goodness sake. Because I was the best candidate for the job, okay? My father deliberately didn't sit on the panel, and I applied under my mother's maiden name. What? Well, you're insinuating I only got the job because my dad is chief pilot, aren't you? No. No, not, not, not at all. I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't even know. Your dad's the chief pilot of Caledonia. Yes. So what? It doesn't matter. No. Not in the least. That's a totally, totally unmattering thing. So, the deal is that I pay you £362 now, yes. plus you don't pay any rent next time you land on any of my greens, my yellows, excluding Leicester Square, or Park Lane, unless I've built a hotel on it, unless you mortgage something, unless it's a station. Unless it's King's Cross. Yes. Well, that seems straightforward enough. Deal. I must say, Herc, Monopoly is a very different game with you than it is with Arthur. Hey! Arthur's strategy tends to be pretty ruthlessly focused on getting Marylebone and Covent Garden because those are the ones he's been to. He also once did a deal whereby he gave Martin Mayfair so long as he was also allowed to give him the electric company. Well, I kept having to times things by four. That's not fun, that's maths. All right, I've made it. I'm up here. Can you hear me down there, Commander? Yes. All right. Safety visor on. Noise cancelling headphones on. Stand by, Commander. I'm now about to commence the operation. Right. And... There we are. One brand new navigation taillight, shining like a beacon. And now, let the descent begin. Caution. Cage about to descend. Caution. Cage about to descend. And away we go! Ah, that's better. I can't stand heights. Fine. Have you had your fun now? You wanted the book? You got the book. You happy to sign off the tech log now? Yes. Right, and now that's done, let me just say this. People like you love to mock doing it by the book, but one of these days, you might just find yourself on a plane when something goes wrong, and then you'll be jolly glad that there is a book, and that there are people like me who do it by it. Oh, yes? Yes, actually, goodbye. Of course, I haven't signed the tech log yet. <laughs> oh, when did you last check the radios? This morning. What? Oh, 256 channels? No, of course not. Right, this aircraft is grounded. What? No, no! <laughs> What can I say? You show me the error of my ways. 
All right, Arthur. For a cheese. According to Jean-Paul Sartre, what is hell? Hmm. Right. Jean-Paul Sartre. What would he have said? Are you familiar with Jean-Paul Sartre, Arthur? Of course I am. I think he'd have said that hell is something like when the baddies are in a concrete bunker and you're out of grenades. Dear heart, are you by any chance thinking of Jean-Claude Van Damme? I might be, yes. Sorry, Arthur. Hell is other people. What? That's just stupid. Other people are great. I'd love to have seen you and Sartre go head-to-head on that one. I go. Ah, art and lit, please, Huck. Oh, oh dear. This is terribly easy. Which Bizet opera features the Toreador song? Oh, dear. <laughs> I haven't the least idea. <laughs> is there something amusing you, Captain Hercules? Oh, you really don't know? No, I really don't know. Tosca? Carolyn! That's Puccini! Mm, take your word for it. Oh, Carolyn, you're not going to tell me you don't like opera. Well, what's the point of it? It does two things badly. If I want a story, I go to see a play. If I want to hear music, I go to a concert. Do you, Mum? When? Shut up, Arthur. <laughs> what I have no use for is a ridiculous story sung at me by actors who can't act in a language I don't speak for four and a half hours. Oh, what utter nonsense. Well, sung opera is the pinnacle of human endeavour. Oh, rot! Tariado, tariado, tariado. Yes, Arthur, the answer was wrong. Hell is being trapped in a grounded aircraft with two middle-aged pilots singing Puccini at you. It's not Puccini. I don't care! Channel 32. Golf, Tango, India, radio check. Strength five. So, Eddie, how are you getting on? The first 32 are clear as a bell, Commander. The next 224, who can say? Hello there. Eddie, is it? I'm Herc, the other captain. Uh, Gather you're very kindly checking the comms for us, yes? That's right. Got to do it by the book for the commander here. Oh. Oh, golly, yes. Cross the I's and dot the T's. Couldn't agree more. No, I, I, I just wondered if you fancy a little bet... You've got 256 channels to check. I bet you 50 quid I know which one you're on. That's pretty long odds, isn't it? And how will you know I'm telling the truth? Oh, my dear chap, I trust you implicitly. Because, you see, my guess on which I'm betting this £50 note is that out of the 256 channels, you're on channel 255. Ah, I see. Well, very close, Captain, but as it happens, I was on 256. Oh, curse my terrible luck. <laughs> Here you go. Much obliged. OK, you're good to go. <laughs> and on stand at 2.32. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Newcastle. I do apologise for our delay today, and I hope you've nonetheless enjoyed your flight. And... Could First Officer Fairben step into the flight deck for a moment? Ooh, you're going to ask her? Yes. For a date or to take your CV? None of your business. Fair enough. Well, good luck. Were you planning to just sit there? I mean, I can ask Arthur to get you some popcorn. Right. <laughs> no. 
You wanted to see me? Yes, I, I did. I just wanted to say to you that if sometime, I mean in the future, well, obviously in the future, if you felt like... Linda, would you like to go to Duxford Air Museum with me? Oh, I am so pleased you said that, Martin. Are you? Yes. Oh, God, no. Sorry, I don't want to go out with you. Sorry, I should have said that first. I mean, no offence, but no. Right. So, when you say you're so pleased, I said it... No, I meant I'm so pleased that you said that. I could see there was something, and... Oh, forgive me, but I had this awful feeling that you were going to pull out a CV for me to give to Dad. Oh, no. I wasn't going to do that. No, of course not. I'm sorry, but people do, though. And Oh, I've been thinking the worst of you all this time. Forgive me? Of course. Maybe I should give you my CV now. <laughs> there you are. You see, you're funny. I had a feeling that you would be if you just relaxed. So, might you, after all... No. <laughs> I think you relaxed because I said no, and I think you're probably right about that. Well, cheerio, Douglas. Jolly good to see you. Yes, and you. Hope to bump into you again soon. Well, funny you should say that. I was rather toying with the idea of, uh, well, stretching my wings a little. Oh? Yes. I wondered if it was time to be thinking about a move to a slightly bigger airline, with aeroplanes in the plural. <laughs> I mean, even Caledonian mightn't be a bad... Oh, I wouldn't do that. Really? Goodness me, no, no. Now, you'd find it deadly dull. After all the excitement of charter life, nipping around the world like a sports car rather than lumbering about in a big old bus like us poor chaps. No, I, I envy you. But if, hypothetically, I were to ask... Ah, but you wouldn't ask, would you? <laughs> no. As you say, I'm very happy where I am. And done. Well, thank you very much, Carolyn, for a far more entertaining trip than I had any right to expect. Our pleasure. Lovely to meet you. Goodbye. Oh, and uh, Carolyn? Yes? I can't tell you how wrong you are about opera. Oh, come on. We've already had that argument, and I've already devastatingly won it. I don't think so. And I thought perhaps I'd prove it to you. There's a... A rather super rigoletto at Covent Garden at the moment. I don't believe it's humanly possible to see it and still dislike opera. Why don't you come along? With you? Yes. I think not. Oh, all right. May I ask why? Because I hate opera, as you know. Fair enough. Just a suggestion. Cheerio. What I like is walking. I often walk my dog, for instance, on Brinkley Chase near Fitton. And then sometimes I have lunch in a pub. Well, now you're redefining the terms of the argument. Yes, I am. All right, then, how's Thursday? I'll let you know. Bye. <laughs> Jolly good. Now, I wonder if... Uh... Ah, you got my message. Excellent. Well, listen, I just wanted to, uh, to get you on your own for a moment, to tell you I was very impressed today by the way you handled our little stopover and by your attitude generally. So, uh, look, here's my card. If you ever fancy slinging your CV over to Caledonian, I'll make sure you're on the top of the pile. Gosh. <laughs> well, that's very kind of you, Herc, but to be honest, I'm really happy here. 
That was Cabin Pressure by John Finnamore. It starred Stephanie Cole as Carolyn, Roger Allen as Douglas, Tom Goodman Hill as Martin, and John Finnamore as Arthur. It also starred Anthony Head as Herc, Mark Williams as Eddie, and Anna Crilly as Linda. The producer was David Tyler, and the programme was a positive production for the BBC. Thank <laughs> you.